Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All four to Dave today. All no to Dave. All four. I still did. <laughs> yep, I still did all four. So, all uh, today. Well, you get to answer, too. I get to answer my own questions. Oh, I'm not yes. prepared for that. No. <laughs> no, I, I only wrote the questions to ask other that people. That is I'm not how this goes. Them. Okay. Uh, the NBA's Detroit Pistons have now tied a dubious record previously held by the Cleveland Cavaliers and Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, once you hear it, you'll be shocked it's not the Timberwolves. I couldn't believe it myself. Uh, they've lost 26 straight games. That is a record, a uh, tied record at the very least. And, yeah, again, I'm shocked the Wolves didn't hold that. Uh, it's tied for the longest streak, uh, losing streak in any major sport in a single season uh, side note here, uh, quick one, Dave. Can you name the NFL's longest losing streak? Uh, I'm going to guess. Well, yeah, isn't it like 16 games? Isn't it by the Lions? It is not the Lions. Really? It is more than 16 games. Oh, wow. It's across multiple seasons. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers of 76 wow. 77, they lost 26 straight. Gross. 26. Wow. So that's tied with the NBA's uh, all-time records as well. That's, 26 that's straight games. a season and a half, basically? Yep. Of straight wow. losing for those Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wow. But I digress, Dave. Uh, I asked you last week about the greatest Minnesota sports teams of all time, and looking at this historically awful Detroit Pistons teams got me thinking, uh, what's the worst Minnesota sports team of all time Oof. in your mind, in your personal you know, opinion? What was the worst team you have ever had to watch uh, in Minnesota sports? Mm. That's a good question. I mean, it, it, it had, I mean, you could pick any one of the Timberwolves teams over the course of the last yep. 20 years. I mean, there were times where... The dream team? Yeah, it's hard to remember which one, but I mean, there were times where the, the team, I mean... They were halfway – there were times it felt like the, the Lynx outdrew the Timberwolves in attendance for some of those seasons. Um, I don't remember which one. I mean, it, it, pick one with, with uh, Chris Richards, Corey Brewer, uh, you know, the, the nines, tens. I don't even know. It all hour years is what we're <laughs> talking about. Yeah, there were some – there have been some really bad Timberwolves seasons, and I don't know another franchise – in town that's that's had a lack of success like they have over a long period of time. So I'll say any one of the Timberwolves teams, other than the ones that made the playoffs, what, two, three times in the last 20 years? It's fun to just remember some of the players from those teams. How about Alexi Shved? Loved me some oh Alexi Shved back up. Alexi Shved. Alexi Shved with the Somewhere long hair, I have, flowing hair. I have a, a, an autographed Timberwolves basketball. I don't know how I obtained it. And it was oh seven oh eight, and I was looking at the names, and I'm like, oh my goodness, woof! I love I love looking at those names and just Chris, uh, Chris Richards, remember yeah, him? Chris like Richards. from Florida, he was supposed to be the next big thing, along with Corey Brewer, and 
Brewer went. Hey, Brewer won an NBA ring. He won a ring. He had an so, okay career. I mean, he was he yeah. great? No, but he had, he was okay. He's got more titles yeah. than anybody there. Twins now. also had a couple of years where you look at some of those players and some of those records, and you go, oof, oof. Oh yeah, in those uh, mid two thousands. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I feel like since oh seven, since I got here, most often they're they are at least competitive. Yes. Uh, and and some of the seasons where they made some runs and game one sixty three and those years were a lot of fun even though they didn't win anything of substance they were still fun years to watch baseball. Yeah, absolutely. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. We're going to move on to number two here. Uh, Tip of the cap to the 2023 Northwestern Wildcats, your Las Vegas Bowl champions. They downed the Utah Utes 14-7 to and improved the record to 8-5. and This is, of course, after an offseason of hazing scandals. The Pat Fitzgerald outster, a ton of player transfers, mm-hmm. and just so much ex- internal and external strike, strife, not to mention uh, they were coming off a 1-11 season with much of the same roster. A really incredible feat by new coach David Braun, who was in the interim role and has now been uh, put into that job full-time, former NDSU guy. He was also at Winona State, actually as a graduate assistant to start his career, so uh, has some local ties. My question, who is the greatest coach in Minnesota history? And just to make it interesting, Dave, let's let's not say Bud Grant. That would be the too greatest obvious. coach of any sport in any any sport, any coach. You can go up to St. John's. You could say Gagliardi. You could yeah. say, you know, I feel like I'm giving you that one. If I if I'm saying, yeah, that I right. mean, Gallardi's there yeah. certainly. I, I I mean, but Grant is a tough one. I'm just trying to think of uh, in 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 most recent memory. Uh, I'll give you two just because they're ones that always have stuck out to me who have been able to either. So I'll say Ron Gardenhire's up there. Um, he was able to do things, and, and I look at that season that they went to 163 with guys like Nick Punto and, uh, uh, gosh, who else? I'm, I'm just trying to – Jason Kubel. I mean, guys that were not really like stars, but he managed to get the most out of them. Now – they had some really good pitching during that time. Uh, so I'll, I'll say Ron Gardenhire. If we're, if we're not going to go Bud Grant because he's one of the greatest. Yeah, I, I we're not feel like go... we'd, I'd just be giving it to you if I said you could say Bud Yeah. Grant. I mean, can I? is Tim Brewster off the list? Uh, no, no. Go for it. I want to hear I mean, the he's argument. certainly the most entertaining yeah. of coaches. So I'll say Ron Gardenhire. I will also say, and, I, and I've said this many times, Cheryl Reeve, just simply because she has was able to get the most out of her players – uh, successfully, and also able to manage a roster of superstars, which is very difficult to do, which is one of the reasons why I'm so impressed with the job that Chris Finch has done this year. Uh, th- those two specifically stick out to me. I'm sure uh, that there's – I mean, the other easy one is Herb Brooks. 
right? I mean, yeah. Herb Brooks could be the best of the I best. I mean, yeah, you have you have that Mount Rushmore, and I, I was I was hoping to not get an answer that's you know generally on that that Mount Rushmore <laughs> coaches. So can I? I'll go with three. I gave three for the Mount yes. Rushmore. Yes, I'm I'm surprised Garden higher over TK. I feel like TK is a bit more beloved. Uh, Probably because, and and I'll say uh, that I'm biased because I was not here for a lot of TK. So I've heard stories of it, but Gardy, I witnessed. Yeah. Um, I also thoroughly enjoyed covering him because he was so entertaining, uh, whether they were doing well or not. I just, I always remember the time that he got tossed from a game because he just didn't want to see anymore. And he admitted after the game, he had just seen enough. Like he just didn't want to be there anymore. He was always fun. Yeah. I love that. I mean, the, 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 the uh, matches between him and I think it was Joe West were always entertaining, but yep. uh, so I'll go with those three. Right. I'm uh, I'm a little disappointed we didn't start the uh, Mike Tice Renaissance and image <laughs> recovery here, but that's okay. We'll move. Did on. I ever tell you? Th- I'll tell you the story sometime about how Mike Tice, uh, won my first year in the job, made me quiver in fear. I'll tell you that later. Yeah, speaking of somewhat entertaining guys, Mike Mike Tice had uh, <laughs> had his moments. Uh, it is the holiday season, as we all know, Dave. It's Christmas Eve as we speak, and uh, I've been seeing all sorts of these kind of wish lists for major yes. sports teams. I, I think the Athletic had a uh, hockey one, and it was, for instance, uh, the Wild need a healthy blue line. That's on their wish list. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been seeing these. All over the place. So my question would be, what is on your wish list for this year as a Minnesota sports fan? I love that. That was I actually would love to pose that to our listeners, too. Uh, at some point here, we'll do that. But let me start. And I'm glad that you, you, you went here because I really I struggled with this. There, there's the easy right. The, the easy ones. Yep. The Twins need a, a, a number one starter, number two starter. The Vikings need quarter, a new quarterback and an offensive line. The Wilder consistently looking for a number one center, although you could mm-hmm. argue that we're getting closer. They're getting closer to that. But I'll say this. Here's what I really want because it's never happened in my, what is this, 2023? 20, so I've been here for almost 15 years. Um, I've never, there, there has never been a gopher quarterback that for, for an extended period of time that was really a guy you had so much confidence in that could win the game for you. In my time here, mm-hmm. I know there were certainly guys, Ricky Foggy and Asad Abdul-Khalik, guys behind that. But I will say a real gopher quarterback for, for, some, for a good portion of time. I get so jealous that some of these other Big Ten schools, they get, they get guys who, you know, they're legitimate QBs. They carry the game. They go on to the NFL and they represent that school. Mm-hmm. We have not had that in, in the time that I've been here. Maybe – the kid from New Hampshire's it, although he's not going to be here for a long time. Maybe it's the kid from Arkansas who, who by all accounts, we, we stole from uh, the Razorbacks, and maybe he's the best thing. But a real dominating quarterback in maroon and gold that you just love every time he steps on the field. I was really hopeful that Ethan Kaliak-Manis was it. He wasn't. Now he's gone. That's what I want for Christmas. Under the tree, wrap it in maroon and gold wrapping paper, a quarterback for the Gopher football team, a legit one. You know, the quarterback position has changed so much just over the last, you know, 10 years. Yeah. How important it is. And so you look back at, you know, some of the guys that have these Gopher records, the the Adam Webbers of the world. You you were here for Adam Weber, I believe. And he was was good. That was a good quarterback that the Gophers had. But he was the game manager, right? What, three different coaches in his time here? Yeah. He was for, he was Mace, who was before was it Mason Mace Brewster Brewster and, uh, and then the guy who the uh, Jeff oh yeah, what's his name the, uh, he went to he went somewhere else out in he went to Nevada um, anyway uh, yeah I loved Adam Weber and and Adam he, we've had Adam on the show for for what he had to deal with 
He was phenomenal. Yep, and he was, he was what with... you ask at, at quarterback. Uh, yeah. But we're looking for that next level, I guess. I, I, I like that answer a lot. I think I'm, I'm right there uh, with you. We'll move on quickly to this last one. It's going to stay sure. on the gopher topic because uh, mm-hmm. we haven't hit on it yet. P.J. Fleck put together one of his best recruiting classes in a few years uh, with National Early Signing Day this last Wednesday. They're ranked around 37 in the country by most uh, uh, aggregators. The biggest coup, of course, of this group, though, was – Esco, Minnesota safety, Coy Parrish, who uh, had a late push from Ohio State and Florida State. He visited Ohio State, but he stuck with the Gopher commitment, top player in the state. Uh, He is the top player in Minnesota, obviously, but the Gophers also pulled the top player out of North Dakota and a top two, maybe top one player out of Wisconsin, an offensive lineman at that. After a pretty tough year for this Gopher football team, uh, with this class, as well as you know, some of these transfers coming in, do you, would you say they are on the upswing or the downswing right now? I I, I don't say either because the problem is they've had great recruiting classes, and and the problem is never with PJ Fleck has never been getting guys to come here. It's getting them to to, to it's turning the potential into talent on the field to win football games and keep them. And and the transfer portal, as we've gone on in length about changes everything because you don't really know if you have a guy for four years. You may only have him for one or two. The pro- the, the, this is the problem for me. I, I, listen, if they have 37th, 500th, or the second class, it's never mattered. It matters that they cannot, that a coaching staff, and including P.J. P. Fleck is a phenomenal recruiter. He is an excellent recruiter. Is he? Everybody he said- gets guys, but it, they don't he turn into the talent on the field. He has and he hasn't, right? Because they've generally been lower than. I mean, this is, I think, his second best recruit. We've got two of the top uh, five recruits in Minnesota history are in this class, right? I, to, give you, still... to give you context, so uh, it's not necessarily that he has been recruiting some of these guys incredibly. He gets these these diamonds in the rough, or he gets a commitment early and he gets them to stick throughout when you want those key players. But I don't know if I buy the PJ Flex is an incredible recruiter thing. Okay, but if you're giving him Madden attributes, right, and and the attributes for coaching is coaching on the field and managing the game versus recruiting. Recruiting is a higher number than managing on the game. See, managing on the field. I don't even think either of those are very high. I think right his his well, value. Well, three's better than nothing. <laughs> I suppose. I think his value is is in the practices, the development, and the culture. Right. That's that's what people yeah, brings. He's good at it. What are you asking for for a uh, sports? Christmas wish this year. What do you want under the tree? Come on over to the WCCO Talk and text line 651-461-9226. Would love to know what you are interested in and what you want this year. We'll take your calls. We'll take your texts throughout the show. We'll take a break, come back, and wrap up hour number one. You're listening to The Huddle on 830 WCCO.